And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, August 24th edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend and ready for another big week of MLB DFS action on tap for you. It's been a good one. The uh, Slack chat's been bumping. The, the content at Rotoballer has been great. Lots of good stuff to check out over there. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick. I'll answer all your questions there. Free Fantasy Sports DJ and Slack chat if you want to get in there. Rotoballer.com, 10% off promo code Bubba for all the premium information over there. You can watch this video daily on Rotoballer's YouTube channel on my Periscope and, and all your ears on all your podcast platforms. If you can leave a rating and review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. Now that all the business is out of the way, let's get cracking. Nice, simple, seven-game slate on tap for you tonight uh, to get your feet wet back on this week after an interesting weekend of not-so-great pitching. We have some very interesting options tonight, and DraftKings has some very interesting pricing. Uh, the FanDuel pricing on pitching is a little more realistic, whereas on DK, there's a couple stragglers that just make you go, hmm, can't wait to see what the chalk is tonight. But we'll start up uh, with your totals on the slate today, and it's uh, pretty pretty decent here. You got... Um, yeah, Cubs, Tigers, nine, nine and a half. I mean, uh, Twins, Indians, nine, A's, Rangers, eight, Reds, Brewers, eight and a half, Royals, Cardinals, eight, Angels, Astros, nine and a half, Rockies, Diamondbacks, nine and a half. So a couple spots to target some offense for sure. But overall, none of the massive totals we've been used to time and time again. As I mentioned, some decent pitching weather-wise doesn't look too bad. Maybe blowing out around nine to ten miles an hour uh, in, in uh, Cleveland, but nothing too, too crazy in this setup. So let's go to that pitching on this slate. Starting pitching, Trevor Bauer. 10-2 is your high-priced arm tonight at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's offense has been dreadful. Trevor Bauer has been amazing. 36 or more DraftKings points in all four starts. He's gone at least six innings in every every start. One run or less in every start. He has two starts with zero runs. He has seven or more Ks in every start. He's thrown at least 97 pitches in, in every start, over 103 in three of four starts. He's doing every single thing possible that you could imagine to just dominate his spin rate through the roof. And he's talked about how you can do that. So who knows the legality behind how he's doing it, but Trevor Bauer's doing it. Don't you worry there. But uh, Milwaukee striking out 27.2% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 198 with a 138 ISO and a 270 Woba. They've been dreadful. Trevor Bauer has been great on a night where there's some cheap pitching. You can easily pair with him. Trevor Bauer, 10-2, is a great play. He's going to be mighty popular, that's for sure. But Trevor Bauer at 10-2 is a phenomenal play on tonight's slate against a very bad Milwaukee Brewers offense. Uh, Aaron Savali is going to be an interesting GPP play at 95. He's faced Minnesota before, pitched very well. I like Aaron Savali when he's like in the 8K range because he gets you about 20 to 25 points. We haven't seen that ceiling that a Trevor Bauer can get you or what the next pitcher did his last time out. So we haven't seen that quite yet. Minnesota's bats are always sneaky. Savali's a good GPP play as ownership will be extremely low on Aaron Savali. So I have no problem with that at all. But right now, I'm either going to go to Trevor Bauer, especially in cash, or go down to Kenta Maeda at $9,400 at the Cleveland Indians, coming off a 38-point performance. Eight innings, one hit, one earned against Milwaukee. He brought a no-no into the ninth against the Brooker. Threw 115 pitches. This is one thing we will watch. He had 12 Ks. Prior to that, no more than six Ks in a start. He's gone at least six innings in every start. But he had gone no more than 85 pitches in any start. Then he went up to 115. It's a 30-pitch bump. And for some pitchers, no big deal. But in years past, when you see guys go super deep into a game, maybe a little more than normal, that following start has a few more hiccups than normal. Doesn't always mean it's going to happen. Just something to keep in mind. I think Maya is a great play at 94 in a really good matchup versus Cleveland offense that is struggling tremendously, uh, striking out almost 24.5% of the time versus righties, hitting 215, 127 ISO, doing nothing 
They're doing nothing versus right-handed pitching, which is crazy when you got Lindor, J-Ram, Santana, and others in that lineup. You'd think they'd be much more productive. They have not been. So Kenta Maeda is a very, very intriguing play at 9400 bucks. No problem with them. Just beware. It's going to get a little rocky at times in that matchup. So you got Bauer and Maeda above 9K. Then you drop down a little bit because I'm not playing Jack Flaherty off the 40 pitch performance and inning and two thirds at 9300 bucks. They're not going to all this. I don't. I'd be shocked if all of a sudden they throw 100 pitches tonight. So be careful on that one. Uh, Lance Lynn 8900 at home against the Oakland A's. Now this is very intriguing. He's faced Oakland already once this year to start the year. Six and a third, three hits, one earned, seven Ks for 22.7. He's thrown at least uh, six innings in every start, or uh, five innings in every start. He's thrown over 107 pitches in every start, which is huge. So that means he's going deep in the ballgames more often than not. Uh, he's given up at least two runs in every start, or two runs or less every start. He's given up at least one home run in every three or four starts. Keep that in mind. He's also struck out six in every start. So the upside's definitely there with Lynn. He's going to get you five, six, usually six-plus innings every time. He's going to strike out, guys. he got an Oakland team that strikes out 25.3% of the time versus righties. An Oakland team that's pretty much all or nothing, hitting 220, 185 ISO, 318 Woba. Like guys like Matt Olson, he's hitting below 200, like a buck 85, but he's got all his home runs. Um, something to keep in mind that Robbie Grossman's been playing well, no doubt about it. He got Chappie and uh, so Simeon from the right side. Loreano's back, hasn't really gotten going since the suspension. So it's a very interesting Oakland offense and a spot for Lance Lynn to maybe grab some low ownership once again at 8,900 bucks. And I kind of like that idea tonight. Um, as they kind of probably gets overlooked with Maeda at 94, Bauer at 10-2, and some cheap guys down below. Lynn at 89 can be that low-owned play that's just been steady Eddie, like 25-ish or so points pretty much most times out, um, goes deep into games. Remember, this Oakland team is struggling a little bit offensively. So Lance Lynn at 89, definitely on tonight's list. Now to the chalk of the evening. We have three guys, $6,700 to 76 all in play this evening. You can play two of these guys and get all the bats you want. You can play a Lynn, a Maeda, and a Bauer, and one of these guys and still get pretty good amount of bats. Lots of ways to go about it tonight, but these three guys are where your bread is going to be buttered this evening. Framber Valdez, 7600 bucks, too cheap. At home against Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, 21 or more points in all four starts. He's gone six or more innings in every start, one earned run or less in every start. Only one home run this season, which is outstanding, and five or more Ks in every start. He's gotten better and better as the season has gone on, which has been great to see. And he's facing an Angels team that uh, strikes out 23% of the time versus lefties. Is hitting a buck 88 versus lefties with a buck 52 ISO. That is not good, folks. Hate to break it to you, not good. So um, this is a great spot for Framer Valdez. On paper, he should just dominate this game. It really shouldn't be a, a massive challenge to him. Lefties hitting 3 Six righties, three twenty-five off Valdez. Phenomenal spot for Framber. A very popular spot for Framber. Get yourself some Framber. Uh, the two hundred dollar cheaper play, Jose Lazardo or Jesus Lazardo. Sorry, coming off a very strong outing against the Arizona Diamondbacks, ran for twenty-eight point one points. Prior to that, got beat up by the Giants, but then eighteen, eighteen. He's basically got you eighteen to nineteen or more points in three or four starts, which is outstanding for twenty or seventy-four hundred bucks. He's been very, very good. He's at Texas tonight, a Texas team. That is um, striking out almost 26% of the time versus lefties, hitting 221 with a 148 ISO. They are struggling tremendously versus left-handed pitching as well. This is a really big spot for Lazardo. Lazardo has facing a team with the third lowest team total, actually the second lowest team total on the main slate, and he's $7,400. DraftKings messed this one up. I don't care what Lazardo does. If you just look at 
Usually pricing kind of correlates with what Vegas is numbers are showing. This does not correlate at all. It maybe correlates to the fact Lynn's the favorite in this matchup because if you look at the the uh, money line on this play, um, actually, actually Oakland's a one forty three favorite in this matchup. So Lazardo is is priced very very wrong on this. Lefty's two fifteen, righty's three hundred seven versus Lazardo. Lazardo at seventy four is a phenomenal play. Uh, Framer and Lazardo are going to be super super popular, and both for good reasons because they are in great matchups in great spots versus uh, these ball clubs. So. Check those out for sure. And then the last one I'll look at here is Brad Keller at 6,700 at the St. Louis Cardinals. Keller's been very, very good. Uh, basically 20 or more DK points and three straight starts, five or more innings. He has not given up a run all season. He has struck out five or more in two or three starts. Is this sustainable for Brad Keller? Probably not. Everything we've looked at points to no. But uh, you, you can keep riding that train at $6,700 all you want. He's facing a St. Louis Cardinals team that really – Hasn't uh, you know really got it going for anybody? Striking out twenty four percent of the time versus right. He's hitting two thirty three, a one thirty six ISO. So not a ton of power, especially versus right handed pitching. For a punt at sixty seven hundred dollars, especially when Valdez and Lazardo are your popular plays tonight, they're going to be the ones that are at least the popular cheap plays. Brad Keller's going to come in unowned. Lazardo and Framber probably have the higher ceiling than Keller, but Keller's shown twenty plus point upside very very well going up against St Louis. Phenomenal punt play. So that's what I'm saying. These three guys, Valdez, Lazardo, Keller, you can mix and match all day long. Keller's going to come in the lowest home. I want to think Lazardo's going to be more popular than Valdez, but it's going to be darn close. Going to be very, very close. So those three arms right there are going to take a, a lot of ownership this evening. Casey Mize, $6,200 at home against the Chicago Cubs will be the last punt of the night. Four and a third, three earned, seven Ks for Mize's last time out. A little less than 14 DK points. I don't think you'll have to go here because of those other three cheap options I mentioned. I'll throw it out there just for the fact that um, he is cheap and he's got that big-time strikeout upside in a matchup against the Cubs. He's in Detroit. Uh, the Cubbies striking out almost 29% of the time versus righties. That's why I wanted to bring this up. Lots of swing and miss in this Cubs offense facing Casey Mice, who's looking for a lot of swing and miss. They're hitting 231 with the 196 ISO first right-handed pitching. So the door is definitely open for Casey Mice at 6,200 to have a great outing. Um, he's very, he's pretty popular his first time out. Not sure if he'll be as popular this time, especially with the Keller Lazardo Valdez range. But Mize does offer some savings as well. So it's a very interesting slate of pitching, like I said at the beginning, because you got Bauer, Maeda, and Lynn up top with Savali as an interesting GPP play. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of focus on Bauer, Maeda, and Lynn, and I think Lynn is gonna go basically unowned. He's got tremendous upside in his matchup. So I think that's a very, very interesting option to go to. Then you got Valdez, Lazardo, Keller. Keller will be the lowest owner of the three. I'm assuming Lazardo will be slightly higher on than Framber. Both really good plays. I'd prefer Framber at home. but uh, And I've seen him, his, his longevity, I should say, is a little stronger than Lazardo, but both phenomenal plays at their price points. And then you got Casey Mize down below. So lots of ways to go with pitching tonight. Maybe see the lineups that come out that they get to attack and go from there because really you could build some interesting lineups at those price points with the bats tonight. All right, let's check out the hitting on this slate. Catcher's position. You got Willie Contreras versus Mize at 48. Probably not going to go there, but you can. You got Martin Maldonado at 42 versus Sandoval. If you need to, you can, but still you can save some cash tonight. Look at guys like Yadi Molina versus Brad Keller at 36. If you're not using Keller or Molina at 36, not too bad. Austin Romine at 34 versus Alec Mills. Not the biggest Alec Mills fan out there. When you look at the Tigers, 4.14 total, lefties 365, righties 240. Romine can be a punt option for you. 
in his matchup. And then he can drop down to the uh, 3K and below range. And then it's like Victor Caratini at 28. That's not a bad value versus Casey Mize. Caratini's hit and miss, but for 2800 bucks could bring it for you. If Grayson Griner cracks the lineup instead of Romine at 26, that's good value in his matchup. And then like usual, it's kind of wait and see what lineups come out, and we'll see some other values that pop up at the catcher's position. First base position, you got Matty Olson at 53 versus Lance Lynn, GPP only. I mentioned Lynn's given up at least one home run in every start. So Olsen can easily run into one, but it's GPP only. Um, going a little farther, Rizzo's been in a funk, but you never know. Guriel at 51. I like Guriel, but I'm not paying 51 for Guriel. Just not going to happen. But we will save some cash, it looks like, here at the position. Go down to guys like uh, Ryan McMahon at 41 against Merrill Kelly. That's a nice value. McMahon went deep on a Sunday. Shocker, if you remember the, the trend last year, McMahon on a Sunday was like a thing on a mission. Uh, Christian Walker. Rough series in San Francisco. It was for everybody in Arizona, but he's back at home against Castellani at 38. That's some nice value as the Rockies or uh, the Rockies D-backs game should be interesting with Kelly and Castellani on the mound. D-backs have a 5.33 team total. That's currently the highest on the slate. Lefty's 229, righty's 356. Castellani's only had three starts, so small sample, but looking like some early reverse splits with Castellani. So Christian Walker at 38 becomes an interesting play. Candelario at 36 versus Mills. Is a value. Domingo Santana, or not Domingo, Danny Santana. If you're not using Lazardo's, Danny Santana at 33. Interesting cheapy in his matchup. Uh, GPP play Matt Davidson. We talked about him in the Slack chat over the weekend. Uh, lots of power versus lefties. He's facing Brett Anderson tonight at 3K. You know, he put up goose egg uh, on Saturday. Didn't start yesterday. But then 20 and 18, 5 and 21, those previous four starts. Tons of power. He homered in three or four of those games. Lots of power, especially versus lefties. So a guy like Matt Davidson at 3K in a GPP, he's usually hitting in the middle of that Reds lineup against lefties too right now, which is interesting. So you can take a look at him. Uh, Vargas of Minnesota's 28, first base, second base. He's another cheap uh, punt option, preferably at second, not at first. Uh, second base position, you got Kesson here who keeps hitting bombs. He's 52 versus Trevor Bauer. Uh, Moustakis, lefty, lefty versus Anderson. I kind of dig it at 5K if you want to be a little different. Uh, Cattell Marte, only 47 versus Castellani, Arizona, is in a phenomenal spot, as you can tell this evening. Mentioned Ryan McMahon at 41 is very much in play for you. Then you can drop down to guys like um, Derek Dietrich, 32. It's lefty-lefty, so make sure he's in the lineup. But he's intriguing. Uh, Jason Kipnis versus Mize at 32 for some nice savings in his matchup. Uh, Colton Wong, he's leading off for St. Louis at 31. St. Louis has been bad, really bad, but you get a little bit of savings in that situation. A few more to take a peek at. Uh, when you slide on down, Nico Horner is only 2,600. I mentioned Vargas at 28 if you need to go that direction. Heading over to the third base position, you got the likes of Anthony Rendon at 55 versus Valdez. You're going to have to pick on one of these uh, big-time arms to, to target. If you want to play the ownership game, you can you can pick on the higher-owned options. That could be the way to go about it. But Rendon at 55 is in play. You got Jose Ramirez at 54 as well versus Maeda. That's an inter- interesting play as much as he has struggled. But, uh, again, Moustakas, 5K. I like that a bit. Eugenio Suarez versus the lefty Anderson at 46. Very much in play with like Eugenio versus lefties. He's an option for you. Um, Tommy Edmond and Brad Keller at 43 and 42, respectively, versus, versus, versus um, Brad Miller versus Brad Keller, I should say. Miller's been swinging it really good. So $4,200 Brad Miller. Never thought I'd say those, but that's interesting. Uh, Eduardo Escobar at 41. Good value in that matchup as Arizona is. Arizona's the top uh, total of the night, and he, they are like the cheapest team in the world. So it's pretty funny there. You got Hunter Dozier at 38, had a monster weekend. We mentioned him the other day. 
I wrote him up as a value play. He went deep. He's averaging 10 points over his last 10 now. 24, 2, 23, 0, 4, 21, 14. Slowly getting it going. Like I said, he's up to 275. Now people said he was struggling. You know, he missed like the first two and a half weeks of the season with COVID. But then he um, he's coming back. He's getting a swing going. Very good hitter. He was super cheap at 3,200 on Friday. He's up to 38 now. He's facing Flaherty. We imagine Flaherty goes like three, maybe four innings. Then it's St. Louis bullpen. You can get some savings with Hunter Dozier at 3800 bucks. a big-time hitter in the middle of that Royals lineup. A few other cheapies to look at could be guys like Willie Castro at 3K versus Alec Mills. Mikel Franco's there at 3K if you really want to go in on the Royals, which I'm not saying you have to go all in, but they're super cheap. If you're looking for a couple one-offs or a small stack, I wouldn't go all, all in just yet. Then Isaac Paredes at 2200 super cheap versus Alec Mills. I'm really shocked by that price, to be totally honest with you. Uh, again, lefties 365, righties 240. So Alec Mills, you know, lefties are smoking him. But Paredes at 2200 bucks, uh, pretty good prospect, nice hit tool. You know, he hit a grand slam on a Friday. He's got some upside there at 2200. You could do much, much worse. Shortstop position, yeah, Frenchy Lindor at 5400 is very intriguing. Uh, Trevor Story is at 52 versus Merrill Kelly. Kelly's been throwing really good this year, but uh, I'm just waiting for that other shoe to drop with him. Rockies only have a 4.2 team total, fourth lowest on the slate. And uh, lefty's 312, righty's 313. Let's take a little deeper dive here into the Rockies versus right-handed pitching. Now, striking out 21.3% of the time, hitting 251, 172 ISO. Most of that's probably at home, though, so got to keep that in mind. But uh, Story at 52, he could be an interesting play. De- uh, Fletcher versus Valdez at 48, price tag's up, so that's a little steep. I'd rather go to – I'd personally rather use Carlos Correa at home at 47 versus Patrick Sandoval than uh, go with Fletcher versus Valdez. That'd be my two cents on that. You got Paul DeYoung and Tommy Edmond, 44 and 43, respectively, versus Merrill Kelly. Uh, we mentioned the reverse splits of Castellani. Nick Ahmed, he was on a, a heck of a streak for like 10 games, struggled in San Francisco, like Mike said, most Arizona did. Back home, 4200 bucks worth a look. Nico Goodrum, 41 as well. Nice, cheap option for you there. Mention Willie Castro at 3K if you need some savings from Detroit. He could be a target for you as well. But uh, I, like I said, the pitching-wise – you're going to want a lot of more pricey bats. So pitching is going to be – the expensive guys might not be as high-owned as the young, as the cheaper guys, let's put it that way, or a lot of uh, like Bauer and uh, cheapy combos type things. Outfield position, you got Trout at 6K. Um, that's a great play for Framer Valdez. Don't have to be too cute about that. You got Blackman who's in play. Even with Bauer the way he is, Christian Yelich's intriguing at 54 in a GPP because I think Bauer's going to be super popular. So some Milwaukee um, exposure could be interesting. I got Whit Merrifield at 53 as well. Castellanos versus the lefty at 52. I'm on board that one, so I have no problem there. And then when you drop into the five, uh, 4K range, Mark Conn has been swinging it really well at 47 versus Lance Lynn. If you decide to go against Lance Lynn, that's a target for you. Uh, Starling Marte is there at 46. Like Max Kepler versus Savali at 45. He can be a nice cheapie as Savali. That's an interesting matchup there in Minnesota and Cleveland. Lots of ways for that one to go. So Kepler at 45. Is, is an interesting uh, option. Same, same with Eddie Rosario at 43. Rosario's uh, had a nice little weekend, 11 and 25 on Sunday and Saturday, two on Friday, eight on Thursday. So 4300 bucks for Eddie is intriguing at the price point. We talked about Brad Keller at 42, mentioned him earlier. Like Schwarber at 41 versus Mize, that's a nice nice piece of action there. Jorge Soler's at 4K. Robbie Grossman's only 39. Ian Happ's only 39. So some nice savings there. Even Cole Calhoun, if you like Arizona, is only 3900 bucks. Mentioned Hunter Dozier at 38. Kyle Tucker's 38th lefty, lefty. But maybe you get to that Angels bullpen. Tucker's really starting to get it going. 
It's amazing what happens with a young bat when you just give them regular at-bats. Go figure. Uh, a few others to look at down here. Nick Solak at 36 versus Jesus Lazardo. He's an intriguing option for you there. Um, other than that, like Philip Irvin will probably clack the Cincinnati lineup versus Lefty Anderson. He's 3,400. One of my favorite plays, especially this weekend, but uh, we have to wait to get there to Coors. But Ramel Tapia, if he's still leading off for Colorado at 34 versus Merrill Kelly, Tapia's really getting it going right now. Averaging almost eight points over his last 10 games. Uh, Peralta's only 34 for Arizona. Another nice cheap piece of the pie right there. Then other than that, it's kind of a, a wait for the lineup situation. Like Jake K is at 31, nice value versus Savale as he'll be in the lineup with no uh, Buxton these days. Victor Reyes at 28 for Detroit. He's getting on. He's stealing bags. Sam Hilliard, if he cracks the Colorado lineup, it's only 28. That's really good value if he uh, finds his way into the lineup. So those are the kind of plays you're going to want to look at on uh, tonight's late. And then the, the cheapie of the cheapies, he went deep on Sunday. Dylan Carlson's 2,600 versus Brad Keller. That's a nice, nice, cheap piece of the pie right there. So keep an eye on that one. All right, let's recap the pitching on this slate. I mentioned up top, we got Trevor Bauer, super, super popular at 10-2 at Milwaukee. Spin rates through the roof, using the good stick whatever he's using. Uh, you got Kenta Maeda at 94. Mentioned Savali is an interesting GPP in the middle there. But uh, Maeda at 94, very, very interesting play. I think Lance Lennon 89 is a uh, really solid low-owned option tonight. I think there's a long way to go about that one with Lance Lennon 89. And then you got your cheapies. you got Valdez at 76, Lazardo at 74, Keller at 69. Keller will be the lowest owner of the three. They've all been great. Keller's been the most consistent out of the three, but all been very, very good. Um, I, I'd rather pick on Keller out of the three, but uh, I, I'd almost want to see who the highest own is and maybe stack a little against them to be a little different tonight. And then you got Casey Mize at 62 who's another target for many. When we're talking stacks, D-backs are affordable. They're facing Castellani. That's a strong spot in Arizona for the D-backs. Um, the Astros are the second highest team total against Patrick Sandoval. Don't hate that at all. Their offense has been great. But um, Altuve's kind of starting to hit, but Springer um, and Correa have been hitting really, really well. And you can mix and match some pieces there with no Bregman and whatnot. Uh, the Cubbies versus Casey Mize, I like that as well, too. Casey Mize, good young arm, lots of strikeouts there. The Cubs are striking out a ton versus righties. We talked about it. There's still a lot of pop in that lineup. Rizzo hasn't been showing much of it, but you got guys like uh, Ian Happ, Schwarber. You can still go back to Rizzo. Baez has been struggling a ton, but there's options there if you so choose. And then it's kind of just pick your poison. The Cardinals versus Brad Keller. Maybe the Cardinals offense wakes up. It's been very, very cold. Um, like the Twins-Indians game versus Maiden and Savali. It's kind of a dead spot, but the Reds versus Brad Anderson. I like that a lot as well. Um, lefty's 269, righty's 324 versus Anderson. You got some of our big boys, Suarez and Casty in that one plus like a cheap Irvin and some other options for the red legs. And because Solly is a cheap catcher, things along those lines, the Tigers versus Alec Mills, another angle lefties, 365 righties, 240. I mentioned Willie Castro, super cheap. If you need to go there, Paredes is cheap, um, but you got guys like Nico Goodrum, uh, Victor Reyes and others in that Tigers lineup that you can pick on. So lots of ways to go about it. Maybe Merrill Kelly finally hits the wall with uh, the Rockies. So tons and tons of ways to break down the slate. It'll be fun to see how the lineups come out. That'll really dictate how things go uh, as you build your lineups. But uh, that'll do it for Monday's edition of MLB DFS Quickets. Hope everybody had a great weekend again. Ready for a new week. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. Really appreciate it. MLB DFS Quickets over there on the iTunes. Also, go check out the YouTube video at Rotoballer's YouTube channel. And if you want to get in the free Fantasy DGEN's Slack chat, just give me a email address and I'll help you out there. But I hope everybody has a great Monday. Seven-game slate tonight. Back to a bigger slate on Tuesday. I'll be back with you tomorrow. But for now, 
MLB DFS Quick Hits, your August 24th edition. I'm out. Yeah.